1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. It's Saturday night and the sun is shining. It's the First 11 Cricket Show here on 5AA. Great to have your company. This is Paul Bonza and with me tonight, the studio is looking a lot better because Sam Tugwell can't make it. Jenny Wallace has stepped into the seat. Jen, welcome to the First Eleven Cricket Show. Look, thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. I'm uh, I'm stoked to be here. Oh, it's good. Now you can be part of the show. Don't forget to give us a call on eight double two three double o double o or on the text line zero double four eight o eight thirteen ninety five. Now, Jen, uh, you would know this show is the most successful cricket show, South Australian cricket show in the whole of South Australia because it is the only one. But <laughs> We're going to talk tonight. We've got some very special guests. Callum Ferguson from the Redbacks will be on. And also, you were lucky enough to chat with a new striker. I did. I got a chance to talk to Lauren Winfield. And English International has just flown in and made her debut for the strikers today, which I'm sure we'll go into all the results soon. But that was a great opportunity to catch up with her at training. You were you were there, but um, you asked yeah. me to do all the interview questions. So Well, just yeah, look, there was some like nice really... synergy. You guys, you guys obviously, you know, <laughs> play cricket and I... Did once, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later yeah. on. Before we speak to Callum Ferguson, who uh, we'll come back and speak to him later. Let's have a look at the, I guess, South Australian Redbacks scores uh, for the past game that we've just missed. Um, unfortunately, they went down to Queensland by four wickets. Queensland two sixty four and six for one fifty, uh, defeated the Redbacks two twenty one and one ninety two. Bit of a scare in the Queensland second innings there. They were five for 54, chasing 148. And then South Australia's pain in the bottom. <laughs> Marnus Lambershane steady the ship, 72 not out, and got the bulls across the line. Um, bit of a disappointing result. Got thrown in early, lost early wickets. Mm-hmm. They lost uh, Hunt and Lehman and Head, all for without scoring in the first innings. So probably always behind the eight ball in that game, but they fought it out to the end, I guess. Yeah, they did. And I think they're the things that they'll look at as a group. And I think obviously any game of cricket, it's all the same. If if an opposition can knock out your top three really quickly, you're just vulnerable. Your middle order is vulnerable and you've got a lot of ground to make up. And so they're just on the back foot straight away. I think they're a better side than how they're performing in red ball cricket. And I think their white ball cricket is, is more showing what they can actually do as a unit. And it's it's sort of been a strange couple of seasons for them in the Shield. It will turn around. It's one of those things that I feel like they're close in it. They're just managing to f- find themselves in losing situations, but they're fighting more now, which is what I like to see. There is some youth coming through and making his debut for the Redbacks was Wes Agar, uh, five for on debut, which is fantastic for the big quick and uh, continue that success in the one day, um, which was an amazing chase. And we'll speak more about this when Callum's <laughs> here uh, on the line with us. But he batted well. Wes gets a fifer in that game. Um, Richo bowled well. And they chased down a magnificent score when the game looked over, really, didn't it? Yeah, again, it did. And just, again, that to use that fighting spirit and to take it to the last over... Uh, sometimes that's all you need to do is just stay in and stay in, find a way to stay into the next over and the next over and the next over, get it into the last over. If it's not 50 needed off the last over, it's not something ridiculous, then anything can happen. Cricket is a funny game like that. You get a couple of balls off the middle, which Zamp's managed to do, 
and and we're all sitting here grinning, going, "What a fantastic cricket game!" So let's have a look at those scores. Queensland uh, batted first. They were in trouble early as well, and then mm-hmm. Lavashane, 135, he batted beautifully. Watched Didn't a lot he? of this game. Uh, they were nine for 295 off their 50 overs, and then. South Australia on the back of 91 from Ferguson, 79 from Alex Carey, Jake Lehman, 54 not out. Uh, good to see him back in the runs and, yeah, a squash, swashbuckling even. <laughs> 35 from Zampa. And they got the run seven down with a couple of balls to spare. Yeah, and, you know, a, a memorable victory. And will it be the, the victory that kickstarts just more belief in the group and more belief that can transfer into red ball cricket as well so they can start to do it across both of those formats? Because they had, as you mentioned, they had a really good start. They took quick wickets, so it's just what they needed. Then they're on the back foot because of Lavashane's fantastic innings. Um, you know, to, to weather that storm and to come home with a, a really wet sail. And, and Zamps, he just can't, you can't help but get up and about when he's up and about. So I feel like maybe that could be a, a turning point for them for the season. Well, let's hope. And mm. yeah, we'll, we'll speak to Callum and can't wait to, yeah, to see his to thoughts on it. Now, before we get on to the WBBL and the Strikers, which we've all we've been involved with, mm-hmm. what about Jen Wallace? Mm. I want to hear, and the listeners want to know a little bit about the Jen Wallace story. Do they? Whether they like it or not, <laughs> whether you like it or not, sorry. Um, what do you want You've been know? playing cricket for a, for a long time, and where did it start for you as, as a cricketer? Oh, so... I have no real recollection of it not being cricket. There was... It, but obviously, my the, the earliest I can remember cricket was part of it. I grew up with two older brothers and uh, a mum and dad who were really into just being outside and wanting us to be outside. And, and grandparents, you know, had rules such as you can't come back into the house until the streetlights come on, things like that. So <laughs> you had to find ways to entertain yourself. So winter was for rugby league. I grew up in New South Wales, and um, and summer was cricket. So we're always setting up games on the road and I've got great photos of, of myself. I'd be about five with cricket pads that are you know up to my shoulders, <laughs> playing probably the best cover drive of my life. I'd probably need to go back to that photo <laughs> and um, just things like that. And always, yeah, just always cricket ball in hand. I was constantly, if it wasn't a cricket ball, I was throwing apples and oranges around the house and constant tennis balls. So they couldn't keep it out, keep me out of it. And I was just lucky that when I said uh, to my mum and dad, I want to do what James, my oldest brother, is, is doing when he was joining a, a club, um, I was lucky that at that stage, my parents were open-minded enough to go, sure. We'll do that. And I didn't know until a lot later on that there was a bit of a fight involved to get me into a, a side. Okay. Um, and then I was lucky enough that there was another coach who said, well, if she's not going to be in that under 10s team, um, we'll have her in ours. And that was it. So I was really, really fortunate that I just had. So just there was fighting within the club yeah. to whether. You... It, that it wasn't a place for, for females, for yeah. girls. So um, myself and my best friend at the time, Beck, um, both wanted to play. And there was two, we would have been seven or eight, and there was two under 10 team. They wanted to put us in, say, green, and and they were like, nah, that's not right. And White said, yep, we'll have her. And and the rest unfolded from there. So, yeah, fantastic. I've got fantastic memories of my playing, you know, what was then boys cricket, which we'd now call junior cricket. So I was shielded from all of that. So I was just really lucky that I had great adults around who were just all for it. And played representative cricket for New South Wales and WA. Mm -hmm. Um, Started a little bit late, I hear. Yeah, I didn't debut until I was 24 for the Breakers. So I came through their junior system. You know, I was lucky enough to captain them at under-19s and things like that. Probably struggled with my form and fitness for a while there. And so I got booted out of the, the squad. 
and yeah, turned it around and and off some some good runs for club cricket over a couple of years. Got selected, and yeah, that was it. So especially in this you know now twenty four, that's it's old to debut for for your state. So but it was it was great. Loved it. And a keeper as well. Yes, we always keeper. a keeper. Yeah, yeah. I love fielding, and I always wanted the ball. So uh, early doors, the coach realised that if I shared it, that was the best way to keep me <laughs> and my banter in a in a focused position. So yeah, if it wasn't there, I was at gully usually. Um, did, I did bowl when I, I did right. bowl when I was younger. I used to open the bowling ball, hooping innies, and then um, the boys started smacking me back over my head a long, long way. And then I tried spin and. That got me another season. Then they started whacking that even further. And I went, I'll just, I'll keep 50 instead of 25. So from then on, I've been a keeper. So you're a bit lippy, were you, behind the stumps? I just love a chat, can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Wallace, my uh, guest host tonight on the First Eleven Cricket Show. And you can be a part of the show as well. Give us a call, 8223 Let us know how you went today on the field. Did you bat all day? Did you bowl all day? And uh, mm. give us a call and be part of the show. All right, let's talk about the WBBL. Mm. Uh, we've been lucky enough to be involved in the commentary there. And we're going all the way back to last Sunday at Karen Rolton Noble. The Strikers had a good win on the Saturday on the back of some amazing batting from Sophie Devine, mm. as we see quite often. Uh, but Sunday was just a, a great game of cricket. It really was. It was a, a different game in that... The strikers really, everything they tried to do on the Saturday, they nailed. And everything that went their way, they took. And so it really sort of went nicely to them. The next day, a much more gritty Melbourne Renegades came out and it brought the level of the cricket up. And it meant that where there was some maybe basic skill errors, they ended up being the thing that that turned the game into a result. So the strikers had their opportunity and uh, probably three overs in their batting innings at the start where they then got really restricted the, the the loss of Devine and Bates pretty close. They then had a three over period that didn't go for many runs. That probably turned out to be the key three overs. So yeah, it was a very, it was still a, a, an awesome game of cricket and to the Renegades, Danny White from England, well, she deservedly so was, was very good. Yeah. They strikers made five for two, uh, 152, 252. That'll be a good score. Yeah. Uh, 152, uh, Sophie Devine, 48. Bridget Patterson, 38. She's had a good start to the season. And the Renegades got them five down with uh, probably one or two balls to spare. Mm. As you said, Danny White, 61. And former striker Tammy Beaumont scored 41. So they got the points there. We saw an amazing game of cricket today involving Mm. the strikers. (laughs) I sat down and I I was stuck to the TV all morning watching this. They took on the Hurricanes at Allen Borderfield. Uh, batted first and just kept losing wickets through the whole innings, didn't they, Jen? Yeah, it was not a pretty scorecard for the strikers and it was a game, I'll put it out there, they did not deserve to win this game. This is this was very strange. I did not see it coming. Once you saw the way their batting innings went, Devine, six off 11 balls, unheard of, but she also was out there for a long time. She mm. just wasn't on strike. So there's a clue to everyone else. If you can keep her off strike, then she, she might not feel enough bat on ball. Uh, and the rest just sort of... Crumbled through. Coit was excellent at the back end, 24 off 13, just to get them over three figures. So they got over 100. And they do have a good bowling attack. Any attack that's got Megan Schutt in there, you know you probably could bowl four overs for 13 runs, which she continues to do. And that's what they did. But they just, similar to what I was saying with the Redbacks, in that she kept the, the team in the field 
just kept keeping Hurricanes just just under enough pressure. They didn't let them get away with easy runs. They were really disciplined, other than a couple of drop catches, which I know you want to talk about. <laughs> but they took it to the last over, and this time, it, it, yeah, they were able to be as a bowling unit, take a couple of quick wickets, and all of a sudden the Hurricanes, who looked like they were coasting, I think they were five for ninety nine, and they lost. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, Sarah Coit was fantastic at the end of the mm. innings. Um, 24 off, I think, about 12 deliveries. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lauren Winfield, who we're going to have a chat with, or you're going to have a chat with a bit later on, scored 23. I thought she was very unlucky. There was a very close run out, and all the commentary team were going, well, this is too close to call. Yeah. And in the end, the uh, third umpire gave her out, so bad luck. The footage they had, it showed the bat on the line, and and that's out. It's just, you know, yeah, so a tough one. And I think... The commentator said, oh, if I was her, I'd be feeling a little bit aggrieved. And then I think it was Lisa Stalaker said, well, no, because the footage we've got says you're yeah, out. I, so I, <laughs> it's sort of a I weird I personally one. thought it was touch and go whether, mm. you know, you couldn't possibly tell from the fuzzy, not high definition. Because well, the, the zinger bales didn't light up and that actually no. creates, c- created confusion because we've gotten used to having this nice LED light that comes up to tell us when the, the stumps have been broken. So then we had to deal with trying to find the bales in a fuzzy picture. <laughs> Just to put... The strikers' context into a, uh, innings into a little bit of context. Between overs six and seventeen, they did not score a boundary. Mm. So that's how much they struggled, and in the end, crawled to eight for one hundred and thirteen. They bowled very well. Uh, especially thought that uh, Talia McGrath probably bowled as well as I've seen her bowl. She finished with two for twelve off her four overs. Amanda Jade Wellington got two more wickets. Um, won a lovely leg break. Uh, mm. She ended up with two for eighteen off her third, but. Megan Shoot had an over. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk. Fifth the, over of the it game. It was the fifth over of the game. She bowled a ball that that was basically dollied back to her. Mm-hmm. Just like you couldn't throw it softer. <laughs> <laughs> if you if if it was like you know the egg catching game, yep. it was a bit like that, and everyone thought it was going to be out. Unfortunately, Shooter dropped it. Yeah, it was almost like she didn't actually ever close her hand. So she had her hands, fingers pointing to the sky and got in underneath it and it just rolled straight off her palm. It's like she just forgot to let her hand close. It was so bizarre. Amazing. But she's actually done it a couple of times. Ah. She has a strange, just, and she's, she's said it after the game that she's had a few dollies that she's dropped and she goes, I don't know whether I must just switch completely off. Whereas if it's a catch that I'm more fearful of and I'm saying to myself, concentrate, I stay in it and I catch it. Or I reflex catch it like the court and bowl from the yep. week before. So, yeah, look, something that she will not want to see very often that I think will continue to oh, be we'll seen. We'll see it all summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then two balls later, uh, there was another drop catch. Sarah Coit drops a dolly that was hit straight to her. So you thought at that point, game's all over. Yep. But they fought back. They bowled really well. And again, as I mentioned, Tali McGrath was fantastic. They just built that run pressure up, run pressure up. All of a sudden, it was six and a half and over. Hurricanes kept losing wickets. And then a magnificent catch from Katie Mack, second to last ball, five to win. The ball is going for six, and she takes a a hanger. What, yeah. what else can we call it? A hanger on the boundary to win the game for the strikers. A seriously good catch. And again, talk about Shooter not wanting to see hers again. Katie Mack, that, she should watch that before she plays every game of cricket from now on. Nicola Carey smashed it. Deja out of the vu middle for of Nick Carey. That's twice she should have hit a six to win for her team and she's been caught both times. Unbelievable. A couple more wheat bicks in the morning, uh, Nicola. Uh, strikers won. They're now on the top of the table. Um, but you can be part of the show. Just give us a call on 822 
3000. We're going to have a short break and be back with Callum Ferguson from the Redbacks. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Yes, the First 11 Cricket Show. Paul Bonzer here with you and also special guest host Jenny Wallace with me today as well. And on the line, the one and only West End Redback, Callum Ferguson. Ferg, how are you, mate? Not bad, Bonds. Jenny, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. How's how's your day been? You've been out toiling in the field for West Torrens, I believe. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah, it was a longish day, but one thing we did manage to do was keep the uh, keep the over rate up. So we actually finished nearly an hour early. So our spinners uh, did a fantastic job in racing through the overs. So it shortened it up a little bit for us. Well, that's always a good thing. At uh, when you're in your thirties, have a bit shorter day than normal. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, but uh, fresh as a daisy at 34, mate. Don't worry about that. Now, at Club Cricket, Ferg, where do you field? Now, I reckon I... So, of the 96 overs, I reckon I spent uh, 93.4 overs at first slip. (laughs) Well played. I am all for that. (laughs) (laughs) Worked out really well. (laughs) All right, let's uh, go back to um, the one-dayer. Midweek on Wednesday, a magnificent yep. run chase, and mate, you've, you've been hitting the ball well for the Redbacks in the one days, and just keep getting out. And you went on with it uh, on Wednesday, and it was a, a great knock. Yeah, look, um, I, I have felt like I've been batting well, and it was a fantastic win. I mean, um, you know, to to chase that down um, against a really good attack, um, it was a fantastic effort from everyone. Um, you know, the bowlers did a great job in the first 10 for us and, uh, you know, we're able to knock over some of their real guns. I mean, they're a very strong team, the Queensland side, and, and you know, it wasn't a surprise that they were at the, in the top couple, if not top, leading into that round. So, um, you know, for the bowlers to be able to get the breakthroughs, Wes Agar was outstanding and Kane Richardson um, was world-class, as we all know he is. Um, you know, to be able to set them on the back foot early and then, um, you know, keep them to 290, which was a good score. Um, you know, Marnus Lavashane batted beautifully and, and made a big 100. Um, but to keep them to one, uh, 290 odd um, was a really good effort. And, you know, we, we, we lost a couple early, a couple of our big guns early in head and weatherall. But um, to be able to chase that down was really pleasing. You just mentioned uh, losing a couple of wickets early in your chase in Weatherald and Head. Then you shared in a partnership that was over 100 runs with, with Alex Carey. Can you talk us through just the process when he walks to the wicket and you guys are under the pump and then sort of how that turns into you know, a, a partnership that's going really well? Yeah, look, um, early power play, um, you know, it's been... Just dropping out a bit there, Callum, you want to take a step yeah. to the right? Yeah, yeah. Is that better? That's better. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, when you're two for 15 early in the power play, um, you are under a bit, a bit of pressure. There's a, you know, a lot of well-known stats around um, your chances dipping significantly if you lose three in the power play. So, um, you know, Alex and I needed to play positively, but without, um, you know, doing anything too outrageous. So, really, we were just trying to set ourselves up to punish anything that was loose. 
and just be really solid in, in our defence of the good balls because, um, you know, the Gabba always offers a little bit with the new ball. Um, you know, the pace and the bounce of the wicket always brings splits and whatnot into play. So, really, we just wanted to make sure that we were punishing anything loose and just um, staying on our toes with the good ball, uh, good bowling. And then once we got to the... Um, got outside the power play and the field went out, um, it really did become about being as busy as possible, running hard into the gaps um, and making sure that we were scoring off as many balls as possible whilst holding as many wickets in hand as we could for you know the last 10 overs. For the most part, we did that really well. Um, you know, we had a bit of a hiccup in the middle where Alex ran himself out and then Coops lost his wicket early. So... Um, you know, it would have been nice if Alex and I could have batted another ten overs, uh, five, ten overs together. Even if it was just five, I reckon we would have chased it down. Um, you know, probably a, a couple of overs early, but um, it wasn't to be. And I think the process is pretty much just how I said. You know, soak up a bit of pressure through the early period. Be really positive. Still look to score so that bowling side can't just settle on you and then just run the legs off them um, in between the wickets through the middle of the inning. Yeah, look, I, I think if the one thing that if Alex and yourself did bat for another five overs, we would not have seen the batting display from Adam Zampa. What, was that just chaos in the dressing room or just we've seen him do it before a couple of times uh, or was was it just chaotic in the in the change rooms while he was doing the, what he was doing, 35 off 15 balls. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a mix. Um, so there were some guys in the rooms that hadn't seen Zamps bat that way before. Um, you know, when, when I see Zamps walk to the crease, I always feel like, right, well, we could be in for 30 off 20 or we could be in for a pretty quick departure. But, um, you know, certainly I feel like I've batted with him a few times where he's done that sort of thing before. I'm not sure we've, we'd seen the, the ramp that went to six in the last <laughs> over um, out in the middle before, but I was telling the boys and I reminded them of uh, about a month ago Jamie Siddons was throwing balls at him with one of those um, flickers mm-hmm. which, um, you know, the, the coaches can throw really quick with those, uh, I think they call, they call them the wangers, but um, they're kind of like a it's an unfortunate uh, name, but, yeah, that's correct. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's like um, one of those ball-throwing uh, ball um, things you use when you're throwing balls for dogs. So mm-hmm. it's specific for a cricket ball, and the, the coaches can get great pace out of them. And I actually watched Zamps bat for about 10 minutes from behind his net, and um, <laughs> Jamie was weighing them quite quickly, and Zamps ramped him and then hit him over his head for six. And I was and I said to Jamie, mate, where are you going to bowl now? He's just lapped you and then whacked you over your head. So I had seen him lap a couple of balls before, and I reminded Zamps of that. It wasn't a complete fluke, whereas a couple of the guys in the rooms hadn't seen him ever play, and their, their heads are spinning. They're like, he's never played that before, and <laughs> this, that, and the other. And, and I was like, keep your heads, boys. This is all under control. <laughs> yeah, it was just remarkable um, and fantastic. Uh, for the team because it was a high-quality attack that we were facing, guys that have played international cricket. Um, and for us to be able to take that scalp up there uh, at the Gabba um, really puts us in a great position for the rest of the tournament because they're hard to beat, and especially when they're playing at the Gabba.
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. A win, a win away from home is, is really precious. And the one thing I'll take you back to with, with Adam Zampra, I wonder about his, his personality type. And I know within every cricket team, there's always, there's always great banter between the batting group and the, and the bowling group. When you have a performance like that from a, a lower order player, does he start strutting around and, and just changing the whiteboard and putting himself up at number four, for example? <laughs> I mean, he's always trying to get himself up to list damp, <laughs> but uh, so are most of the bowlers. But he's um, he's certainly a guy that, um, you know, he's pretty happy-go-lucky. Um, he's a bit different. He's a, he's a rare individual. Um, and we take pride in having all types in our dressing room and, and within our squad, and we accept everyone, so... Um, he's a guy that we get a lot of humour out of and he's certainly a guy that has a lot of confidence but um, I feel like it's quite confidence a lot of the time. Uh, I would have thought he would strut around the change room on all occasions, not just <laughs> after putting on a performance like that. Oh, yeah. Look, he's always got a bit of shoulder swing about him, doesn't he? But uh, he doesn't... <laughs> he certainly um, he certainly doesn't uh, necessarily just tell everyone that he's better than them or anything like that. He's, he's just... Pretty quietly confident. He walks around with real confidence, shoulders back, bit of shoulder swing, bit of swagger. Um, but he's not necessarily just telling everyone how good he is. He lets the ball do the talking and lets the bat do the talking. And certainly he's done that over the last little bit. And, you know, I'm certainly hopeful that and confident that he'll have a big impact for the Australian team over the next uh, week or two. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Now, just to take us into a little bit more background for yourself, and if you can wrap this up fairly quickly, I always am interested these days, players have their, their number on the back of their shirt. You, your career has, has been around for a little while. You are a veteran. Do you recall with your shirt number, did you get, sel- get to select it? And is there a reason why you chose the number? Or was it just something that was given to you um, when you made your debut? Yeah, I do remember when I got to um, got to select it. So... Leading into my first one-day game for South Australia, um, the the admin, uh, admin assistant, I think, rang me up and said, look, we've got to pick a, a shirt number for you before we put the um, put the order in for your shirt. We've got to get it done pretty quickly. And I sort of asked, is number five available? Obviously, James Hurd and Gary Ablett. I'm an Essendon man. <laughs> um, I was looking for number five. Couldn't get that. Okay. Uh, bit of a bit of a Darren Jarman fan, even if I'm not a Crows supporter, and I asked for three, but that wasn't available. So struck out. Yeah, actually, the next lowest number was twelve. So I basically just took twelve because it was the next lowest number, um, and I stuck with it. I was pretty keen to hold on to it wherever I went. Once I picked one, a lot of guys chop and change, or when the number they really wanted first up comes available, um, they take it. But I was really keen to just hold on hold on to the one number once I got it. And I've, I've managed to do that for the most part. I've, I've played for Australia wearing number 12. Um, I've played for um, Worcestershire in number 12, um, although this season it's in number five. Um, and then at the Pune Warriors in the IPL, I actually had to go to 21. So I just swapped the numbers So over. back the front 12. Yeah, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, that's now right. You've got to wear number 12. Sorry, mate. You're going to wear number 12 for the Sydney Thunder and you captain them as well. Mate, it's been a pleasure having you on the First Eleven show. We want to chat with you across the Big Bash as well. Um, so if you... Yeah, we'd love to have you back on the show again. Mate, well done last week. Keep the runs flowing and uh, hope you have a great rest of the summer. We'll speak to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, Callum Ferguson joining us on the First Eleven Cricket Show. You can give us a call on 8223 0000 and straight after the break...
Jen Wallace catches up with new striker Lauren Winfield. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Yes, welcome back to the First 11 Cricket Show. Paul Bonds and Jenny Wallace with you today. And you can text in even on 0448081395 or give us a call 8223 0000. Let us know how your day in the field or with the bat went. Now, Jen, you were lucky enough to catch up with a new striker this week. I was. A couple of days ago, we went down to training at Adelaide Oval, caught up with Lauren Winfield from England, the newest striker. It's only arrived a couple of days before. It was a little bit windy on our catch-up, <laughs> but well, here it is for you. With the first 11 cricket show on 5AA, I've got Lauren Winfield of the Adelaide Strikers joining us today. Firstly, welcome to Adelaide, and how are you finding it so far? Yeah, really good. Um, the group's awesome. Um, they've made me feel very welcome, and I'm really enjoying Adelaide so far. So, yeah, so far, so good. Great. Now, you've had some involvement with the WBBL before. This is the fifth season. What is it about this competition that gets you excited, and this group uh, particularly? Oh, you know, I was really looking forward to playing with some familiar faces um, rather than against them for a change. Um, but it's just a fantastic competition. I mean, the support you get, the crowds that you get in, um, and every game's, you know, quite often taken to the wire, and they're the kind of games that you want to be involved in. So, yeah, as soon as I was asked if I was keen, I was, you know, snapped the hand off at the chance. It was an easy yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I saw some stuff when I was looking online, and um, I saw a great photo of you about five years old. Uh, I think it was your dad's massive cricket bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a little dress. Yeah. <laughs> and it, do you think that you still got that little kid inside you? Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes that's what you lose sight of a little bit when, you, when you're playing so often and um, I guess your hobby becomes your job. But I think if you can hold on to that kind of, that young childlike love for the game, um, that's what kind of keeps you going and keeps you loving the game. Definitely. Now, out of all the cricket you've played, and you've played plenty of cricket, gone to lots of different places, do you have a particular favourite oval or location to, to go and play um well we were just talking about it before i actually like i really like the whacker as a ground um and obviously you know coming here is is a fantastic venue as well um you know it was my first time to the caramel oval training there the other day um but yeah just look really looking forward to to kind of getting around the different states and playing at some different grounds fantastic now getting away from the cricket side of things any any superstitions either of your own or of, of some teammates that you're you're willing to dob in um, that make you giggle Oh, I, well, it's not a, it's not a massive. I always put my left pad on first. That's like my superstition. Yep. It's not like crazy where if I don't do, it, oh god, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get any runs. Um, what other superstitions have we got? Uh, I don't know. We're pretty. We're pretty like the England team. We're a pretty casual group, actually. Okay. Um, I guess when what we do, do is when we go back to the same grounds, people are always in the same spots. Yeah. And if you get your newbies in the team and they say, "Oh, where are you going?" <laughs> Um, and yeah, I guess people like their familiarity of of being in the same spots in the dressing room. But I'm not too crazy superstitious. So for this group, you're new to this group. Are you yeah. going to be walking in last and just waiting? To I see? might be outside. <laughs> you can go in the sheds at the back. Um, yeah, I'll go in at the end, and I don't want to rub anyone up the wrong way. Are you a tidy cricketer? Like all your stuff inside your cubicle, and you know where it is. You could tell someone, grab that. It's exactly here. Or are you? All no, it's really funny actually because I'm quite a tidy. OCD person out of cricket but my changing room spot is just a massacre of stuff <laughs> everywhere um, and I certainly couldn't tell you where anything is in my cricket bag besides being in my cricket bag 
It's very good. Now, we're on 5AA. It's the first 11 cricket show. I'm Jenny Wallace. I'm with Lauren Winfield today. The uh, interesting thing for both of us is I'm a super sub at the moment. I'm subbing in for Sam Tugwell, who's a usual host. And yourself, you've come in as a replacement to Staff Taylor. Yep. How Staff are you feeling for the weekend coming up? Are you going to just embrace her West Indian culture or are you just going to go full Winfield? <laughs> I think I'd, I'd definitely got to stick to going full Winfield. Um, I'm not sure I'm cool enough to be <laughs> to take on the West Indian traits. Very good. Now, I saw, obviously, you're a batter and wicketkeeper. I know you're going to head off and do some keeping training straight after this. Do you also get a chance to roll your arm over? Or do you stay I absolutely stay clear of that. You do? Um, yeah, the girls try and egg me on to have a bit of a bowl in the net sometimes, but I've kept since I was little. Um, so it's very unnatural for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most keepers have a bit of banter yeah. about getting in there. and I can, you know, I can hurl some offies down, but I try and dodge it when I can. Fantastic. And away from cricket, um, I've seen some golf, maybe some rugby league. Is that sort of something you throw yourself into just to get out of the cricket mindset? Yeah, I always pack my golf clubs. Um, I think, like, you know, it can be very consuming when you, it's kind of all year round and touring and training all the time. Um, so golf, just nice little breather. I, I, I like the social side of it, having a walk and a talk around. Um, and it just switches your mind off onto something else. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I, I'll pack a handful of books and, and just try and chill out as well and get that balance, really. Yeah, very nice. And I also saw... Uh, a country catch-up, some mm. photos of that, and you were, I think, donning an Akubra. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of, of an Akubra. It's a big, big part yeah, you of got my a good hat on life. today, Thank yeah. You. Um, we, yeah. This country catch-up and embracing the yeah. you know, Aussie icon of a hat. Talk me through that. Yeah, so my partner's actually from Queensland, and we headed out um, to see her family, and they're out, oh, I don't know, they're out, what, six hours into the country in Queensland, and she wrote me into a seven-a-side charity gig. I said, I'm on time off, we're on holiday, I don't want to be playing cricket. Um, but yeah, that was, oh God, it was hilarious. Just literally the boundary edge was made of like just pulled grass and hay up. Um, but yeah, they, they raised some good money. I donated a couple of shirts and a bat and stuff. It was a great day, but yeah, it was, it's a load of fun. Have you worn the Akubra since? I haven't worn the Akubra since, no. You needed to pack it for you. I know, I so, packed it, but I haven't worn it yet. All right, no, so. we're going to have to get together and I'll wear my Akubra, you can wear your Akubra yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll go play golf. That's a deal. Um, just to finish off as well, the new 100 concept mm. that's obviously launching in England, you're part of that, you that talk us through a little bit about the 100? Yeah, so I guess the ECB wanted to revamp the formats that is, are already in place. Um, and to, to be honest, I think a lot of us were sceptical at first, Um how you know how it's going to work out is it needed etc but I think that there's a real excitement about it now especially like we did a lot of media stuff before I came out here and obviously the boys had their draft the other night um, and the, you know the caliber of, of players in the men's squad and the women's squad I think it's really exciting and I think it's definitely that kind of new format um, something a bit different attract you know the world's world's best players so I think now once we've seen the lineups um, and the kind of players that want to be involved in that competition I think it's really exciting now um, we played a few trial matches actually before last year before we headed out to the West Indies for the T20 World Cup and it's not a million miles away from T20 cricket mm -hmm. um, there's mainly just some subtle differences you know you, a bowler can essentially stay on for bowl five balls or they can stay on and bowl ten balls yep. so I think um, obviously for captains there's another tactical element of it as well um, which adds an, you know, a new dimension to the game so I think it'll be really good um, 
and I think it'll yeah it'll be interesting to see how it pans out and how people play it. Whether you you be brave and keep a bowler going, um, or whether you know like a batter's going to start lining them up, and how people tend to tactically play it. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know it's really exciting, and I th- it's certainly what English cricket needs. We need to. You know, like what you guys have done over here with the Big Bash. Um, we want bums on seats and, and grounds packed out. So that's hopefully what this new competition will do. And so bringing you back to the reason you're here, the WBBL, uh, this weekend, what's ahead for the strikers? Yeah, hopefully we can put in a good performance against Hobart on Saturday and then continue that momentum onto Sunday. I think it's really it's you know, it's really tough but it's really important on uh, like a double header weekend is to, to throw those first punches early on the Saturday and then go into the following day, you know, really confident and with a nice bit of momentum. Obviously the Hurricanes have won two from two but um, hopefully we can spoil that party. Definitely. Well, thank you for joining us on the 5AA Cricket Show, first 11 Cricket Show, and uh, good luck on the weekend and for the rest of the season. Brilliant. Thank you. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the first 11 Cricket Show. It certainly is the first 11 Cricket Show. Paul Bonzer and Jenny Wallace with you today. Sam Tugwell um, on a plane. That's where he is. He's on a plane back from Sydney. Now, Jen, let's have a look at the local grade scores. Firstly, the women's T20s from last weekend. Sure thing. So last Sunday, it was a double header round. There was wins to Southern District over West Torrens, and that was they scored four for seventy nine, chasing seventy seven. Kensington won by 43 runs over Northern Districts, so their 9 for 111 was too much for Northern Districts, 68. The afternoon featured another couple of games. This time, West Torrens managed to get up a win. They were 3 for 144, which was too much for Northern Districts. In this instance, 9 for 114, so a 30-run victory to West Torrens. And Southern District, they got a second win, 7 for 132. So a big 43-run win over Sturt, who managed just 9 for 89. Table at the moment, Kensington on top on 53, West, West Torrens 35. So Kensington, the team to chase at the moment. Nice work. And uh, the girls are at it again tomorrow and every Sunday. That's correct. Sunday is, yeah. is Women's Cricket Day. So tomorrow you have West Torrens taking on Kensington, Northern Districts playing Sturt, and Southern District have the bye. That's in the morning game. And then in the afternoon, West Torrens has the bye. So Sturt will play Kensington. Southern District will play Northern Districts. All right, let's check the men's results from today. We went uh, from one-day games to two-day games. And in the first game today, Tea Tree Gully, they finished at two for 297. Jack Holiday, 165 against Southerns. Prospect of Northern Districts played. Northerns batted. They made nine for 317. Mark Cosgrove, 167. So Cosy in the runs today. Ben Turley, three for 61 for the Pirates. We spoke to Callum Ferguson earlier on in the show, and he mentioned that he fielded all day. Glenelg, who were none for 100, and they ended up seven for 252. Off their 90 overs, uh, Danny Irvine made 108. Daniel Drew, magnificent bowling performance, 3 for 24 off 29 overs. Talk about putting the brakes on. Well, yeah, the captain, he was the last person he brought on as well, so he should, probably should have gone to himself a little <laughs> bit earlier. Uh, but that's miserly, isn't it? That's that's tough work if you, as a batter, you're only scoring less than one run and over. Absolutely. Adelaide played Kenzie's. Kenzie's batted. Josh Joel, 78 out of their nine for 216. Cam Valente amongst the wickets. He got three for 23. 
Adelaide Uni played my boys, the Peckers, and uh, they smashed them. They got four for 406. Ben Wakeham, 158. Will Bazisto in the runs again. You go on. He's a, uh, I used to know him when I was living over in Perth. Of course you would. Yeah, so um, he played for universities there as well, always in the runs. So obviously made the, the move to South Australia to attempt to get a, you know, an opportunity maybe with the West End Redbacks. And at the moment, he's doing himself the world of good by scoring runs. Yeah, he got some runs in the Great. second 11 during the week yep. as well. So he did well. Uh, Jake Weatherall, 73 as well. And uh, for Woodville, Aaron Summers, who was on the show last week, uh, who bowls absolute thunderbolts. He finished with uh, three for 72, best of the Woodville bowlers. And the last game today, East Torrens. Let's talk about big scores. Four for 386. Jake Lehman, who was not out uh, on Wednesday, kept going. Got 201 not out today for East Torrens. Uh, Michael Cranmer, also another 100 against Port Adelaide. So it's a big some big totals today. Well, considering there was some rain overnight and, and the conditions went from a nice warm week to, to slightly cooler over the and the wind was back up again today, maybe you think, well, the groundsmen were all able to prepare some really good wickets during the week, put, pop the covers on last night, and the batters have just filled their boots, haven't they? Lehman, 201, if you don't mind. Yes, well, that'll be a good confidence boost for him coming into the next Shield game.